What does 2020 look like for stocks? Big companies, those big financial firms that you see on the news all the time, they're starting to roll out their predictions. Should you pay attention? Bobby Rebell and I are back. We're going to talk about that on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamins podcast. I'm Joe Salcihi. You are listening to the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what you need to pay attention to, what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Thanks to Bestow for supporting Money with Friends. Bestow is term life insurance. It's 100% online, never requires a medical exam. Prices start at $3 a month. How do you get it? Apply at hellobestow.com slash MWF. That's hello, B-E-S-T-O-W dot com slash M-W-F. Big thanks to them. And thanks to you, Bobby, for showing up after a holiday weekend. Did you have a great Thanksgiving weekend? I love Thanksgiving. And I'm happy this year we're having, we had a relaxed one. So that was nice. We did not travel. I I always see in advance of Thanksgiving all the the traffic and the weather. And sometimes it's good to just chill. Of course, I'll face that later on for the holidays. We're heading out for... uh, (laughs) The Christmas break. We do this. We do this live in front of a Facebook audience, and everybody watching us live knows, and now everybody listening knows that we nearly pulled off that we recorded this after Thanksgiving, but 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 not quite. However, even though (laughs) even though we didn't pull that off, we are going to pull off this piece, and let's see which friend is going to help us do that. This is Bethany from the Money Millhouse. Headlines ripped from the financial press only at Money with Friends. And by the way, if you want to help us uh, with that friend piece, just email me, joe at stackybedjamins.com, and I'll show you how you can kick off the show, Bobby. Wouldn't that be great? Having, that would be amazing. Having yes. somebody new kick off the show. Total audience participation. You can be part of the show. I found this on MarketWatch. It was a piece called The Great Rotation Will Arrive in 2020 and Bring Another Strong Year for Stocks, J.P. Morgan says. And uh, uh, Bobby, you have an affiliation with J.P. Morgan, so we just got to point that out. Yes, I do. I do work with them on a program called Solve It that airs on CNBC on Wednesdays during Squawk Box. Everyone should check it out. It's a great um, segment, but I do have that affiliation. We want you guys to know that they have no involvement in this show. Yeah. And also really not much involvement in this piece besides we're going to talk about what their analyst says. So, And this is an analyst I have never met or interacted with. uh, The piece goes on. Despite equities remaining vulnerable to an escalation in trade tensions, J.P. Morgan said 2020 could be another strong year for stocks. In our call of the day, J.P. Morgan analyst said 2020 could be the year of the, quote, great rotation. Retail investors abruptly shift away from bond funds to buying equity funds. Last seen in 2013. Analysts said the extremely cautious stance of retail investors this year had been puzzling and acted as a drag for equity markets. J.P. Morgan had previously argued the cautious behavior left equity markets vulnerable and at the mercy of institutional investors and now predicts a shift leading to more gains in 2020. Years of high bond flows such as 2012 and 2017 
and now 2019, have typically been followed by weak bond fund flows the following year, analysts said. J.P. Morgan analyst Nicholas Panagritsoglu said, given this year proved to be a strong year for equity markets held by institutional investors, then we should see retail investors responding to this year's equity market strength by turning into big buyers of equity funds in 2020. This suggests 2020 could be another strong year for equities driven by retail rather than institutional investors. He accepted this call faced a, quote, major challenge from already elevated retail investor equity positions, but said that it was justified by cash and bond yields being significantly less than before following central bank rate cuts. We see uh, pieces like this at the end of every year, Bobby, where the big firms start to roll out their predictions. We're going to see that a lot this year. So as somebody's flipping through the, the, um, you know, I use Flipboard, but people have Apple News or many, many, many other news uh, aggregators. What do you think? Do we pay attention to these? Do you think that next year is going to be a great year for stocks? Well, I think you pay attention to the thought leaders that you think have been, you know, have made good arguments in the past, even if they're not correct in the past, in the, in the past, I think if you are, it's almost like showing your work when you do a math problem in school, if you're thinking is correct based on the information you have at the time, I think that is a person you should follow or a company you should follow. So I think it depends on who it is. You you have to be selective in who you follow and who you pay attention to. And it's not always just as linear as who was correct last year, because to some degree, you never know. The facts do change. And certainly 2019 was a year when the facts certainly changed. We came in thinking we were going to be in a rising rate environment. And now we've had rate cuts. So I would go by the person's thought pat their their pattern of what they're paying attention to and the thought process rather than whether they were whether they were specifically accurate yeah it's it's funny i i'm glad that you said that because you know as you were talking i thought about how often um how often I do this in different areas. So uh, people that know me well know that I like playing board games slightly. And when I'm, when I'm taking my money to buy a new one, I look at the thought leaders. I look at the people that, you know, are, are out there talking about these things. And what's funny is a lot of the people that I follow, I don't agree with the end assessment that they have, but I like seeing how they think. And I think that's important here because frankly, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do this live in front of a Facebook audience. Our friend uh, uh, Paul from Cash Crunch Games is hanging out with us. Uh, Paul said, he said, make a prediction. I don't know that I make a prediction, Paul, but I will say this. Uh, uh, we did a story recently that said that uh, every year before an election is a soft year since the early 1980s. Um, so we have that coming up. We have this th- these election jitters coming. We also have uh, a year where because we've had falling interest rates, that means they're trying to wring a little bit more out of the economy. So even the Fed knows that the economic conditions might not be that stable. I do think, I do agree with the piece of this that says that um, retail investors have stayed away, but I think there's two other things going on. I think, number one, there's more people in the market than ever that are using things like target date funds, or they just throw money in their 401k and they really don't know how it works, so more participants. But I think there's also a number of people that are participating on the retail side who are doing something we should never do, which is they're calling their bet. Because of all the stuff you said, earlier, Bobby, mm-hmm. about, you know, people thinking that it was, 2019 was going to be a really bad year. I think a lot of people stayed on the sideline betting that this thing was going to be was going to be horrible. And and it wasn't. 
I think you have to be very careful in your asset allocation in terms of following trends. If you're going to follow a trend, you need to really be paying super close attention to the news and be ready to move. And that's not necessarily the best pattern for someone who is a retail investor. If you want that very often, it might make sense to pay a fee to a mutual fund manager and put your money in an actively managed mutual fund who that person, it's going to be their job. And they'll probably be more tuned into that if that's what you want to be doing. But in terms of, you know, here, what you're basically alluding to is things like chasing yield and running after trends in terms of the equity market. You got to be really careful. Um, you, you really do. Now, People also, by definition, have new money constantly coming into the market. If you are doing things that many people do, like putting a certain percentage of your money into a retirement vehicle like a 401k. So in that sense, you always do have new funds. And there's nothing wrong with thinking about maybe allocating new resources to in a different pattern as time goes on. And as you get closer to your own target dates when you might want that money, that's a different thing than just chasing a trend that's following your own goals. Absolutely. It makes me nervous at the end of the year. When I see these pieces, the fact that these big houses are calling their shot doesn't doesn't bother me. That's what these companies are paid to do. That's what they like to do. It also, they know that, that it's clicky. A lot of people want to know, but it also, so I don't worry about that. I worry about the average investor who acts on this, you know? I worry about somebody going, oh, 2020 is going to be a great year. Let's get in. A lot of other media says it's not. I wouldn't move on media that says it's not. I wouldn't move on media that says that it is. The truth is no one knows. I remember being at Reuters the morning after Donald Trump was elected, and I had a number of guests cancel on me because they had made assumptions that Hillary Clinton would win, and they had made market assumptions based on that, and they were so freaked out that they thought the market was going to crash literally crash because Mr. Trump had been elected. That obviously has not happened. So even the experts, you know, don't always call it correctly. And then it was embarrassing. I mean, they, they were embarrassed because they didn't predict Mr. Trump would win. And then they were embarrassed later on because they had predicted that it would be so terrible for equities. And that has not been proven to be correct at all. So, you know, you, you got to go with your goals and your plan. And, and that doesn't mean you tune everybody out. Pay attention to lo- larger macro trends, of course, but be true to yourself. I guess. Well, well, and I do like the, so the pieces based on what you're saying, uh, you know, for just pulling out the, the good stuff in, in this particular piece, we do know that there could be an escalation in trade tension. Want to mm-hmm. know that because that might be the reason things happen to our portfolio. Uh, second, of uh, talking about the great rotation, retail investors shifting away from bonds to buy stocks, uh, uh, that, that, that could happen. We could see that. We also know that retail investors stayed away. That's in this piece, have been staying away in the market. So there is a lot of money that's either on the sidelines or, or in bonds. And also with uh, interest rates coming up in bonds, quite possibly, because rates are low and not much room for them to go lower. Uh, we know then that rates could go up, which also, by the way, if you've got debt, right, that might affect your debt. If you've got mm-hmm. an adjustable rate mortgage, if you've got uh, sh- uh, uh, short-term debt, you might see some some changes to your your uh, your debt, if you plan on taking on debt. So there is a lot of good stuff here that people could act on. Uh, I would just never act on <laughs> changing your asset allocation, changing your stocks because of this. I do want to point out, and I don't know that a lot of our listeners directly buy, you know, actual bonds, but if you are investing in a bond fund, even though rates are still very low, number one, they could even go lower. And we should point out that what drives bonds is, you know, the the new money still is coming into the U.S. fixed income market because to a large degree, we are the best 
option if that's where you want to put your money on a global basis, because there are, for example, in Europe, negative interest rates. So even a very low rate here is better than there. So those investments could be good if that's something that you are looking at. It's something to understand and really make sure you understand what you're doing and maybe do it with some professional help. Um, even I, I, I'm always perplexed. And actually the folks, full disclosure, as I said, I do have an affiliation with them. They've explained to me why people buy a negative bond. I said, who would ever buy a negative yielding bond? And they said, well, they can go even lower. And if you understand how bonds work, that the price, you know, if the yield goes lower, the price yeah. goes up, you still can make money even in a negative rate environment. And what's also fascinating is there are entities that have to buy bonds no matter what. Sure. And so there is, to some degree, always a market for bonds, even, and this I find shocking, and it took a long time for me to you know, grasp this concept, even negative rate bonds have a buyer. Well, you and I did a show on that a few- actual sense to me, but it, it's the truth. Yeah, you and I Crazy. did a show about that a few months ago. Uh, I believe it was Brett Aarons had an opinion piece that we talked about, which I found very interesting, which mm -hmm. is fund managers- often do the right thing or want to do the right thing, but because they have inflows, they have to, according to the prospectus, mm -hmm. they legally have to keep going and doing something they don't yeah. even want to do. Yeah. Um, so exactly. in, important stuff. Whenever you say, by the way, uh, you know, negative interest rates in Europe, it always cracks me up. I think of that line so about, weird. I think about that line, that old business line about how they lose money on every deal, but they make it up in volume by having lots of deals. It just, it, it's funny. Uh, uh, and Bobby doesn't get that joke. <laughs> I'm just smiling and nodding. <laughs> it's like, yes. But I do understand. She's like, please move on, Joe. Please do, move It didn't on. make any sense to me, and I still think it's a weird concept. But I do understand that you can make money with negative yields. It's just yes. weird. Uh, uh, a good way to make sure that your family doesn't make money but stays safe this holiday season is knowing that if something happens to you, that they're going to be taken care of. And that's why we're so happy that Bestow supports this episode of Money with Friends. Life insurance is important, but the process shouldn't take forever. If you're familiar with the process of getting life insurance, you already know the potential for how excruciating it can be. Long forms, medical exam a couple weeks later, and then the long wait for a price that might or might not be what you first expected. You have other things to do, so Bestow makes it easy. Bestow offers term life insurance. It's 100% online. They never require a medical exam ever. Prices start at $3 a month. They're available for two 10 and 20-year terms. No need to put your name in. Email, phone, by the way, to get your quote so they're not going to mine you for data ahead of time. You just go to hellobestow.com forward slash MWF. That's hello, B-E-S-T-O-W dot com slash MWF. And you'll get your quote. You can get that anonymously. Thanks to Bestow for hanging out with us here at Money with Friends and uh, supporting the show. Bobby, I'm sure you've got a much better takeaway than I have today. Oh, what, don't what, say that. What are you thinking? So Joe, here's, I'm really glad that you picked this piece. I think it's a great piece to think about at this time of year. Very thoughtful piece. And it's good because it reminds us that even though we should prioritize our own goals, it's also good to pay attention to macroeconomic trends. And we should take note that at the beginning of the year, we were not, for example, expecting rate cuts. If anything, we expected higher rates. And the way the trade war is playing out was also unpredictable. So it is important that if you are investing based on these trends, you do need to stay up to date on the news and be ready to tweak your asset allocation strategy. I think that that is so important and it dovetails actually right into my thought because my thought, Bobby, was uh, Paula, uh, Paula, Paul said, Paul, I just renamed you Paula. Uh, Paul <laughs> hanging out with us here today said, make a prediction. 
I'll make a prediction, Paul. I believe that things are going to change, and they're going to change in ways that we don't know ahead of time. And the reason I'll make that prediction is because that's what happens every stinking year. Every year, a bunch of stuff happens that nobody expected. And as uh, as a lot of pol- uh, commentators say, uh, the stock market will always find a way to disappoint the most people possible. And because people will think it's going down, and it will go up. People will think it's going up, and it will go down. If you make that bet you are going to lose. So instead, I totally agree with you, Bobby. Look at the macro trends, understand why it's happening. But that understanding isn't so you can bet on it. You know why it's important to know what's going on? It's so when things do change in ways you didn't expect, you understand enough of the mechanisms that you can hang in there, that you have the fortitude to continue going because you realize it's not magic, that things did happen for a reason. You know what those reasons are, and it allows you to stay calm on the voyage and get to your destination in one piece. I think that was really well said. Well, nice job, Joe. Well, th- nice job. I like that. Nice I'm job by take that advice. <laughs> nice job by Paul for bringing it up. I love making predictions, and there's mine. All right, that's going to do it for today, everybody. Uh, on many of these shows, we have uh, some fun with Instagram where you guys get to participate. We didn't do that today, but we do that a lot. Where can people hang out and uh, and have fun with our Instagram polls? At Money Friends Pod and stay close to the Instagram stories. That's where we post our questions and polls and quizzes. And we love to have you guys participate. And if you do so, you can get a shout out on the show. That's our handle also on Twitter at Money Friends Pod. And our website is moneywithfriendspodcast.com, where you can also go to the schedule, get links to the stories that we talk about. Just go to the show, the date that this uh, show first came out. And you can also learn more about us and our thought leader co-hosts. Yeah, our Twitter feed is a lot of fun, too. If you're somebody that just wants to follow along, you want to read more, uh, we post all the stories that appear here over on Twitter. And we we often uh, ping the people that wrote them, too. So if you like uh, some of the people that write the, the these uh, pieces or you want to check out some of the places where we get these stories, just follow our Twitter feed. That's going to do it for today. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Who do we have tomorrow, Bobby? And Bobby froze. Uh, So on behalf of Bobby and I, I'm I'm Joe. We'll see you guys next time. It's going to be a surprise. See you next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.